welcome. We have made it to another episode. Also, as I think you can kind of tell, I think my voice is finally maybe starting to recover. I've been battling a nonsense cold, which usually I only get a cold once a year. Um, I have had two in about the last quarter and I am quite unhappy about it, but we have finally recovered. I think we are doing better. Um, if it is your first time here, welcome. What can you expect? What are you doing here? That is a great question. One I ask myself almost every single week. Um, the title is fairly self-explanatory. We talk a little bit about pop culture. We talk a lot about my opinions. We talk a lot about what I have going on in my life. Somebody once described this pod to me as like my blog in voice form. And yeah, that's basically what it is. So, uh, things are not going to tie together or they might when I force them to. But either way, happy to have you. Uh, Let's jump right into it. Uh, First things first, what did I do this last weekend? I'm very happy you asked. Um, I feel like I have been so busy lately. Halloween is obviously this weekend coming up, which we will get to momentarily. But I was supposed to go to a drag brunch on Halloween. And then we all kind of dicked around and did not get tickets. And it sold out in time before we were ready to buy, whatever. And normally I would be heartbroken because we went to this drag brunch before, as you may recall from a few episodes ago, and I was excited to go to it again, but I actually was slightly relieved that this tickets had sold out. I have been so busy with everything. And yeah, normally I would not be happy to have something sell out, but I was like, you know, this is one time when I don't need to have something actually happening. Uh, last week I was busy in general for two nights. Um, I, my friend Morgan at work, one of my dear friends, coworkers, she got married and I sang in her wedding. I, somebody asked me oh, when I went to Denver, my friend Jason, his boyfriend was like, oh, do you like wedding sing often? Or is it like what you do, like your job? No, would love to, should probably start working on marketing myself as that and actually try to have that happen in my life. But I basically just do it for friends, coworkers, family, that kind of thing. Uh, So I was singing in Morgan's wedding. I sang for her unity ceremony. So we had the rehearsal dinner on Friday night and then the wedding on Saturday. And rehearsal dinner, um, I actually knew the wedding coordinator. Her day of coordinator was my friend Angela, who we knew from... The David's Bridal Days, which was my very first job out of college, and I was like, I love this for us. I have not seen her in person in years, and now she's being the day of wedding coordinator. I'm singing at the wedding. David's Bridal just coming full circle, bringing everyone together. So we went to the rehearsal dinner, and then we had the actual rehearsal. It was freezing. This was an outdoor ceremony, outdoor cocktail hour. Then we went inside to do dinner and all the fun stuff. And it was 47 degrees during the rehearsal. Uh, We were kind of shivering and shaking. And we were like, you know what? Let's chop this Unity song down by a little bit. No one's here to hear you sing. I was like, great. Can't wait. And let's make it a little bit shorter so that we don't have to sit up here in the freezing cold for any longer than we have to. So very successful. And then we went and had uh, tacos for her rehearsal dinner, actual meal, which love that, love the vibe and margaritas. So it was just a fine and dandy, quick little rehearsal dinner. Then I think they went out to the bars. We left before then because I, again, was still fighting this cold. And I was like, I have got to crush this thing before I actually sing at the wedding. 
And because I am a 32-year-old woman in the prime of my life, I had a baby shower on Saturday as well. So got up, had a baby shower, and then had a wedding all in the same day because, yes, this is late 20s, early 30s. Cannot avoid it. Uh, but the wedding, the baby shower was great, honestly. Shout out to Joanna. Um, I mentioned the baby shower I had gone to a couple months ago and how the games were solid and great and I loved them. Joanna's baby shower, no games, just food, just watching opening presents, in and out within like a half hour. Great job, Joanna. Honestly, ideal. The food was all delicious. And of course, there were mimosas, so you cannot be upset about that. So we did that. Then we went to the wedding and shivered through the ceremony. Um, it was lovely and beautiful and Morgan looked gorgeous. I was at a table with a bunch of work people. We had a great time, honestly. What was cracking me up the most, and I probably shouldn't be spilling the tea about my other coworkers who are technically above me, but I don't think any of them listen to this podcast, and they're in a different department, so it's fine. Um, we were not the young kids. We were not the drunk table. Uh, the <laughs> table of managers behind us was to the point that they were giving the toasts and the speeches and some random dude shushed the table behind us that had like my coworkers bosses at it. And so <laughs> that tells you what kind of level they were on. They were having a great fucking night and I mean, good for them, props to them. But being shushed by a stranger at like 6.30 at night because you were already too loud. Uh, Also, Morgan and Logan, amazing, beautiful wedding. I just have to say it did make me laugh because it was definitely an Iowa wedding. And my boyfriend, Grant, and our friend, Zach, they were talking about it all night. You know, your standard ranch with your salad, pulled pork sandwiches, the amount of times that they talk about Iowa versus Iowa or Iowa versus Iowa State, because of course Logan and Morgan are house divided. And then I think my absolute favorite thing that happened is later on in the evening on the dance floor, uh, we all played Thunderstruck. And if you don't know what Thunderstruck is, because I had to explain it to I think a couple people who were with us, it's the song Thunderstruck, and then you stand in a big circle. And then it's like a waterfall. So every time the word thunder is said, the next person drinks. So there are a few times when you're just chugging and chugging and chugging because there's such a big gap between the words thunder. And it was a ton of fun. Uh, I had never played it, played it at a wedding. I had seen it, everyone get in a circle like that. But it was just like, this is the most Iowa thing in the entire world. And I'm obsessed with it. We did not make it to the bars afterwards. I should say one person in our group did. She met some friends and was stayed out to like four in the morning. The rest of us were like, we're old. We got to go. We did the sparkler send off. We made it home to bed and had a lovely night being asleep before midnight. Because <laughs> again, we're old. And then, you know, it was a lazy weekend. It was a lazy Sunday. It rained here a whole bunch. We finally, finally caught up on TV shows. Yes, I'm happy to say we have caught up on Succession. We are done with our rewatch of season two and we are completely up to date on season three uh loving it so far although episode two i was kind of like this is all we're doing this entire episode but i feel like there's kind of always one of those throughout the last couple seasons so surely it will get better and that leads us to now now that we're all cut up on my not as exciting as usual but still busy i don't know um it's fucking halloween week the best week of the year 
probably, maybe. I feel like I say that about lots of things. But uh, I'm obsessed with Halloween. I love dressing up. I love costumes. I love theme parties. You know what it is. Um, I love Halloween. One year, I think maybe two or three, must have been three years ago, I literally had three different costumes, I think. We did a work costume. I did a go-out-with-my-friends costume. And then we went to go see a screening of Rocky Horror Picture Show. So then I obviously had to dress up for that as well. This year, I only have one costume, I think. Usually, again, we do a dress-up for work, but I have no idea what I'm doing. My department is not great about coming up with team group costumes, so a lot of times that just ends up being on her own, and I'm the person that organizes the costume contest. I know you're all shocked by that as well. So I would, one, even if I put in lots of effort, I would never let myself win, and two, why do I need to try that hard when I'm just the person taking pictures and organizing the judging? So we only have one costume this year. Um, I suppose I could tell you what it is, even though, is that cheating? I don't know. Um, Grant and I are hosting a Halloween party, uh, against his will. The title of it, the Facebook event is Grant hates Halloween. And I was like, obviously we need to title this because you're super passionate about it. So I naturally have left everything last minute, have been Amazoning things like crazy, running around to different party stores. And we decided it's, I think there's only one single person who's coming to the party because we're also in that stage of our life. So we made it uh, TV and movie couples themed within the theme. And then, of course, we could not decide what we wanted to be. And we kind of have a cop-out costume, but it technically counts. But also we're hosting, so you can suck off. Um, we are being Mario and Luigi, yes, of Mario, Super Mario, and all the video game fame. And we're like, well, it counts because they're technically on TV. So <laughs> that is our own cheating way to get around the rule that I made up and enforced, and then we still are not technically following. But Grant and I are going to be Mario and Luigi. So that is my costume this year. Um, I was going to talk about, let me go through some of my best, biggest and bets hits over the years. Um, at a very young age, I was obviously into dressing up, but we live in Iowa in the cold Midwest. So it was always one of those. You're definitely wearing a winter coat. You're definitely wearing gloves. You're in and out of the car real quick. We lived in the country, but we still had like a neighborhood that we would go trick or treating in, but it was always, you know, get in the car and then you still are driving around and not just walking up and down your sidewalk really. Probably my favorite costume when I was little is my mom hand made me a Princess Jasmine costume. And I know what you're thinking, why were you not Ariel the Little Mermaid? Um, good question. I was just obsessed with Jasmine. I had the Barbie of Jasmine and I loved her outfit. Um, I was the Little Mermaid maybe five or six years ago. My best friend Adrian was Ursula. I was Ariel. That We did a very poor job of taking photos together that year, even though I don't know why. Usually it's our forte. But I have been Ariel later in life. But the Jasmine costume was my favorite thing. I used it as a dress-up outfit, of course, after that numerous times. Uh, shout out to Anita for making that costume. I can still picture that shiny blue fabric, and it was amazing. Also, for a while, I had a thing of being, like, box costumes. Like, one year, I was in a musical, and we were presents. So instead of coming up with something better, I was just a birthday present for Halloween. I do not claim to be a genius, but 
time will tell us that I was not that. Like, why would I be a birthday present, Laura? We couldn't come up with anything else. No imagination. I think that year, maybe my brother was a truck. So we both were just like, boxes, we're doing it. Let's get after it. The box thing also came around again. Uh, One year in college, my best friend and I were dice with top hats. And if you're wondering what dice with top hats are, we just took boxes and turned them into dice. And then we wore bow ties, gloves, and little top hats because we just thought we were a fancy pair of dice. Uh, I was going to say, I don't know that Laura in college had a boyfriend at this time, but I probably, that might have been my freshman year of college. Yes, definitely single Laura when I was the dancing dice. And I think we came up to Des Moines to the big city and went to like some dance party and then drove back home and I switched costumes to go to like the bowling alley party when I got home, literally wore it for maybe 20 minutes and then all my friends had already left. So then I just went home. It was a quality year in my life. But when I got two costumes off. Um, obviously, I was also the classic cat several times. And you know what kind of cat I mean. The kind where your mom wouldn't buy you an outfit, but you took pantyhose and just stuffed it full of, like, newspaper to make a tail and then dressed all in black. I think I was probably the cat three times because, again... Creative Laura was not thriving in her youth. She just liked dressing up without putting any effort in at all. Uh, I brought more Disney stuff around full circle. The first year that Grant and I were together, we were Cruella and he was a Dalmatian. Uh, We went on the use of this big Halloween pub crawl. And uh, I should have known that Grant was just trying really hard to like get in good with me when he agreed to dress up and he bought this I think it was almost like a hundred dollar legit like dog onesie like fluffy with a tail and we go on this bar crawl and this girl is sitting next to him and is petting him and telling him how soft his fur is and I was like bitch I'm gonna cut you please do not pet my dog boyfriend so it's just a running joke now that if he ever wears it again we're gonna give him one of those signs that says like He is fine. The AC is on. He's turned to his favorite radio station. Please do not touch him. Also, the same girl uh, spilled a drink on me and then tried to tell me that she she, she spilled it on me. And I was like, ma'am, excuse me, what the fuck? And she's like, oh, I didn't think you would notice. I'm like, you didn't think I would notice that you dumped liquid down my leg? Like, That's how drunk she was, so I guess she can get a pass for maybe petting my dog boyfriend, Grant. But uh, we had a great time reading Cruella and the Dalmatian. I have done the classic Dorothy, Wizard of Oz. That was also the year of another bar crawl. Um, Not such a great start because literally they ran out of buses for the bar crawl. So we were at the bar, had nowhere to go, a whole group of us. Literally, we had paid to get on this bar crawl. And then we just had to wait around for like an hour because they oversold or understaffed the buses and we did not have a way to get around. <laughs> I am most proud of probably a couple years ago, I was a lion tamer and I did the scratches on my face and I feel like they turned out pretty well. Uh, at this point, Grant decided he was not into participating. So he just tossed on a little headband with lion ears for about two photos and then refused to participate. 
Um, also should mention during my college days when I thought I was really super hot and attractive, one year I was a pirate. And when I look back on these photos, it was literally something I think I threw together last minute once again. But the star of the show was my token gold tooth. Um, I think I got this gold tooth at Disney World one time. And I literally would carry this fake gold tooth around in my wallet for fun, uh, just in case, as one does. And so I just have photos of this gold tooth with a little skull and crossbow on it. I look awful. I do think I had a boyfriend at this time. He was probably like, what is wrong with you? Not that Grant doesn't think that about me every single day. But um, none of my costumes, I was trying real hard to get men. So... Did not ever have really a slutty costume phase. Ooh, that's a lie. Just realized I was a slutty cop one year right when I moved to Des Moines after college. And we had me, the slutty cop. We had my friend who was the slutty, like, sailor outfit. And then my other friend was slutty Elvis. And we took the town and had a great time hitting up the bars. Yes, right after college. That all checks out. So I had... One slutty costume, one slutty year. (laughs) All of this to say is I'm obsessed with Halloween. I don't know what I'm doing at work on Friday, but we are having the Halloween party at my house. I'm happy to host. Excited uh, bringing back the infamous Jell-O shots that I'm sure will turn out better than my 4th of July Jell-O shots this year. And I'm going to make it fancy, going to have a little charcuterie. The star of the charcuterie board is going to be a skull spine funnel because I thought, why would I buy a normal skull that's a prop that I'm never going to use again, probably, when I could buy a beer bong that is also functional for the same amount of money. That's just logic, people. So I hope you have some great ideas for Halloween. I can't wait to see all the photos. Although I feel like everyone, a lot of people celebrated last weekend, which I'm like, Halloween's actually on a weekend, people. Like, let's take advantage. What are you doing? So hoping to see all of your Halloween costumes. Cannot wait. Happy spooky season. It's almost over. But it is the best week of the year. So again, looking forward to it. Stay tuned when I overload my Insta with all the photos. Okay, we got to switch gears completely. Halloween weekend done. Uh, Let's talk about Bachelor. We have some Bachelor news that is breaking. As you probably have gathered by now, a lot of times I record this podcast the night before it airs because I get busy, I get lazy, heavy on the ladder. Um, Bachelor news that has just broken today. Katie and Blake have broken up. I was sent actually by Morgan, the bride, who is on her honeymoon. And I was like, Morgan, why are you Instagramming, DMing me right now? You should be on vacation. But happy to read it. Katie and Blake, I think three months after their her season is ended and it was announced that they're together, have, that they are broken up. She made some very nice posts and it was like, please give them some space. They've just realized they're not the one for each other. Yada, yada, yada. Nothing but respect for everyone in this time. But they've broken up. My legitimate response to this was just, what the fuck? How, I mean, I was slightly bothered when he showed up mid-season. And obviously, if you want to hear all my thoughts and feelings, you can go listen to Binging Batch, which is on hiatus at the moment because of the aforementioned I'm busy and lazy. But 
I really thought these two were going to last. I thought it was going to be great. I know they were trying to work through long distance. And of course that was tricky, but I'm salty that we wasted so much time on Katie's season and I didn't even love her as the bachelorette. And now they're not even together. And this was all for no reason. I'm upset. I'm sure it's very sad, but I wanted these two to actually work out for once because I feel like it just made sense. But in other Bachelor news, uh, Chris Harrison, the main man himself who, you know, has been dethroned, basically, Chris Harrison is finally engaged to his longtime girlfriend, Lauren Zima. I think it said they were together for three years, and he finally proposed. Twitter's going wild, making lots of jokes. But I am very excited for Chris Harrison to be engaged because I love him, even though we could go on and on about everything that he did wrong or how he mishandled situations. But I enjoyed him as the host. You can't tell me you didn't enjoy him. People make mistakes. We're moving on. We wish him the best in his engagement. Speaking of reality TV, uh, I watched the Winter House season premiere last week. And I have to say, I was very, not pleasantly surprised, but I knew I was going to like it. I was very happy with it. I thought it was very good. We had a couple friends over. Uh, we watched Summer House with them. They're, he doesn't watch Southern Charm, but she does. So it was a little bit. We watched a couple episodes of Southern Charm just to get some backstory. And then we had ourselves a night watching the premiere. And I am all in. I think I want to watch the episode again because, like I said, we get chatty sometimes. And sometimes it's hard to pay attention. But I thought it was super good. I'm very excited to see where this goes. Obviously, Paige DeSorbo is my girl. I'm obsessed with her. She can do no wrong. Sierra, hot as shit, obsessed with her as well. Amanda and Kyle, uh, we had a rocky start to this. This is before they actually got married. Obviously, they're married now, and they're gorgeous and fantastic. But I am very hyped for the season. If you have not watched it, I would recommend Winter House on Bravo if you need your reality TV fix. Um, I forgot to mention now that I've switched away from Bachelorette, uh, I have not even watched the premiere of Bachelorette yet. I actually started the episode, but I have just hit the point where the men are even making their introductions. That's how far behind I am. I will get to it. I will get caught up, but watch Winter House if you need some other reality stuff to just distract you in this time. In pop culture news, um, let's talk about these cocaine hippos, which I feel like I had heard of these cocaine hippos, but now there's some stuff going down with them. So the cocaine, cocaine, the cocaine hippos are Pablo Escobar's and the courts have found them that they can legally be recognized as people. Um, they are float in this lake on the private estate of drug kingpin Pablo Escobar. And there was a whole lawsuit over whether or not we were going to kill or sterilize all these hippos because they're growing at such a fast pace. Like they're hurting the biodiversity and all this stuff. This animal rights group got involved. And now technically the cocaine hippos are counted as people because after Pablo Escobar's death, the hippos were abandoned at the state and left to thrive. So they started out at like 35 hippos and now there's almost 80 of them. And so then of course it was like, do we kill them? Do we sterilize them? What are we doing? And now they've decided 
We're not going to kill them. They are people. They have rights. So we are just shooting them with birth control. And this is wild to me. Like, uh, just the whole thing is insane. I uh, love that they're just called the cocaine hippos. Um, I personally have never done cocaine. A friend who shall remain anonymous has told me that they don't do cocaine because they're told they would like it too much. I don't think I have an addictive personality. Would I like to try cocaine once? Yes. Um, please no one turn me into anything. Uh, but again, I don't think I would get hooked on it. And also I'm too poor to be on cocaine. Like I could not afford a drug habit. Like I can barely afford a Halloween party I'm having when I'm just buying a bunch of shitty decorations on Amazon. Could never have a cocaine habit. Not too worried about it, but just slightly intrigued and would like to try it. So if anyone has any hookups, let me know. Just kidding. Um, so these cocaine hippos, cocaine hippos are, I mean, normal hippos are dangerous. And obviously now these hippos are colonizing and having such a big herd. These hippos could pretty much do whatever they want. Imagine 80 angry hippos coming at you. I suggested someone this year go as hungry, hungry hippos for Halloween, like the game. These are real, actual angry, angry hippos. And now we're just shooting with them with birth control so that they quit populating and don't overrun their whole little area. It's just insanity. I don't know. I just feel like if you want a weird, interesting story, it's kind of like that, was it that cocaine bear that they're making a movie of that the plane, a plane crashed and this bear did all this cocaine. I think he died from it though. I'm getting none of these facts correct. So please don't quote me at all on this either, but look up cocaine hippos, look up cocaine bears. If you're interested in more drug use, um, look up Cocaine the Song by Robin Thicke, the same Robin Thicke who did Blurred Lines, who, you know, there's a lot of turmoil about that song, but I also will never not love that song. But he has a great song titled Cocaine. Check it out. Which leads us right into, it is time for our unsolicited recommendations. Because it is Halloween, I wanted to give you something spooky, something creepy. I have a three different things. None of these are new. The first one. If you've been living under a rock and have not seen the Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly and their weird love grossness all over the place, good for you. But I would invite you to revisit a classic Jennifer's Body, when which Megan Fox starred with Amanda Seyfried back in the day, has a very solid soundtrack. I was obsessed with the soundtrack. And it's just good, fun, creepy. She looks hot as shit in it. The movie's titled Jennifer's Body. Why wouldn't she? And if you want, yeah, like I said, it's like got some creepy vibes, got some killing vibes, hot girls. What more do you need? Um, I, of course, am recording this without looking up where you can stream this, but you have the internet. Pull out your phone. Go watch Jennifer's Body. My other suggestion is Weirder Creeper Creeper? Weirder creepier, probably harder to find. Although I did just look it up and I think you can buy it on Amazon prime for like a dollar. So in 2005, there was a whole masters of horror series and a bunch of different directors did little like story vignettes for individual episodes. I could not tell you how I saw this particular episode. I don't think I watched the entire series of all the episodes. Don't even know how many there were, but we go from Jennifer's body to Jennifer, which is season one, Masters of Horror, episode four. 
yeah, YouTube, Amazon Prime, Apple TV. It is about a detective who rescues a strange young girl with a horribly disfigured face and a lusciously ripe body from a deranged killer. Very, very twisted. As you can hear from the description, very sexual. Uh, lots of nudity. Definitely some violence. It's a quick hour. It will make you feel very uncomfortable. But it is one of those that I like could not look away from. And I am very tempted to go spend $2 to watch this episode again. That one, yeah, I mean, that's a little like creepier, grosser, whatever. But if you want some quality horror, look up Jennifer, Mashes of Horror, several different places. Finally, I would be remiss if I did not mention Rocky Horror Picture Show, Classic Halloween. If you have not gone to see a screening of it in theaters where they do a sing-along, I have not gone to one that has, like, a live portion of it where they have props and everything, but I really want to. Mm, excuse me. Almost made it the whole without burping. Well, who are we? Um, Go find a Rocky Horror. Most likely they're doing a midnight showing. Uh, please dress up. Please sing along. I'm sure it's everywhere you can stream as well. It's fun. It's weird. It's kooky. If you like musicals like I like musicals, you will have a great time. It has Tim Curry. It has Susan Sarandon. It's a little bit horny. It has everything you want at this time of year. Something to keep you warm at night. Something to keep you entertained. And just a little nice, gross twist to point. And it's kind of sad at the end. I don't know. It has something for everyone. I love Rocky Horror. If you have not seen it, please go check it out. And I think that is going to do it this week. Uh, Please let me know what you're being for Halloween. Please let me know what your plans are. And I didn't know how I was going to end this. I'm just trailing off into the distance. So please take some recommendations. I hope you eat all the candy. I hope you have all the fun. And I will see you all next Tuesday.